Welcome to Real Radiant, a podcast from the heart to help you connect to your radiant self. I'm your host, Morgan Lesniewski, and each week I'm bringing on some amazing guests for real and honest conversations on topics like lifestyle, wellness, and how to live your best life. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Real Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Lesniewski, and I'm so happy to be back here for another episode with you all this week. I am joined by Sophia Sargent today. She is so amazing. We had such a good conversation. I really loved talking with her today. She was just such an easy person to talk to. I felt like I was just talking to a friend, you know, or someone that I've known for a really long time when in reality we just met. So it was so good. And I know that you guys will love this episode. In this episode, we talked all about like the college experience, confidence, identity, and just going for your dreams and your goals in a way that is based on your abilities and not your looks. So I loved talking with her today. There's so much great information in this episode. I know that you guys will love it. But before we get into it, I just want to remind you all to please rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. I love getting your guys' feedback and want to know what you like, don't like, all that good stuff. And follow the Instagram at Real Radiant with two T's where I'm posting daily about the podcast, wellness, lifestyle tips, all that good stuff too. So definitely go check it out. And without further ado, here's Sophia. Hi, Sophia. Thank you so much for coming on Real Radiant. I'm so happy to have you on today. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for coming on. So the question of the podcast that I love to start with is what is one quote that has resonated with you and changed your perspective on things like life, jobs, relationships, anything like that? Okay. So this is my go-to quote currently. Um, I say fake it till you make it because it has actually helped me a lot with my confidence personally and kind of like dealing with like imposter syndrome a little bit and like trying to uh, like reach my goals and kind of get where I want to be. Um, and like a little backstory, I'm sure we'll get more into it, but like I in high school, like wanted to model and act and kind of do all these things that, you know, not a lot of other kids were doing, um, when I was younger, I'm from a small town in New Hampshire, so it's not a very like common thing. Um, And so I would always kind of like try to do things that would almost make it seem like I was already doing the things I wanted to do so that eventually, like, I don't know if this makes sense, but with time, it would just kind of catch up and Mm -hmm. faking it and acting like you're already where you want to be. It's almost like a form of manifesting and so on. So I love that quote because I hate faking things, but also like, if you kind of trick your brain, eventually you'll get to that place that you want to be. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And it definitely is manifesting. Cause if you just go into things with the mindset of like, Oh, I already have this and everything that I want to be is already inside of me. And like, I don't have to change anything about myself. I just need to like dig it out of there. Then yeah. it just makes the whole process so much easier. Cause you have this like innate confidence that you already have it. So there's nothing to like feel or make you feel like you're losing out or you're missing something or like you're not going to achieve it, you know? Of course. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. again, I hate faking things. Like I'm all, I'm all in it, but like, I love manifesting. I kind of love that we introed into that already. I think it's super Mm -hmm. important for goal setting and yeah, I could go on about it all day. I feel like. How, How do you like implement it into your daily life? You know, like find small ways to just manifest things. Cause I feel like there's so many ways to manifest and like sit down and you can write like the three, three, three thing where you repeat everything like three times or like do all these little kind of nitty gritty things to actually manifest. But I feel like there's so many small ways that you can actually do it on a daily basis, like unintentionally. So like, how do you kind of incorporate it? Okay. So I feel like my biggest way of doing it right now is actually, I feel like people manifest first of all, in a lot of ways that they don't actually know they're manifesting. And Mm -hmm. I think one way is social media. I love journaling. Don't get me wrong, but I found that social media has like really helped because it can kind of help me create the person that I want to be, if that makes sense and create like the lifestyle that I want to have and like kind of show, Mm -hmm. oh, this is the life I kind of want to live or like, as I accomplish goals, like I'll make like a reel about it or like a little post about it. And like, it almost kind of holds you accountable in a way, because if you're like, you post something and be like, oh, I'm going to do this like Instagram live, or I'm going to do like this podcast. 
not that people care enough to like wait sometimes, but like in a way you're kind of, you're putting it out into the universe and you're setting that intention and you're like, okay, so now I'm going to do it. Like, it's almost like writing it down. It's just Mm -hmm. kind of a different, maybe more creative way of doing it. And I've found that, you know, like doing social media has helped with a lot. It's helped me like market myself. It's helped me make connections. It's helped with a lot of my goal setting just because it's so easy to connect with other people. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like people do it and they don't really think about it, especially if you're posting a lot and you're trying to be like a content creator or like an influencer. But I found that posting my modeling journey and my acting journey or whatever, like it's only helped me grow, like make Mm -hmm. new connections, kind of, again, keep myself accountable and just like meet new people, which I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that you said that about social media being like a form of manifestation. Cause like you said, we usually think of it as in ways of like journaling or like saying mantras in your head and stuff like that. But social media definitely can be just even by like, it's like that saying you become the five most people that you surround yourself with. And it's the same thing with social media. Like you become the five most people that you follow and like consume the most content from. So like getting yourself in a position where you're following people and interacting with people who like are living the life that you want to be, or like resemble qualities that you want to embody within yourself. Like it's a good way to actually get yourself to that point. Absolutely. And I I like that you said following people, because I think that's a great tool to better Mm -hmm. yourself, whether you're consciously doing it or not. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I follow, I found that I followed like a lot of other like people that I want to be like, whether it's a model, whether it's like a public speaker or anything, like I follow those people because I want to watch what they're doing and not necessarily mimic it, but do something similar enough where it will make sense for me and kind of my next move. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So can you kind of like walk us through your story a little bit, like your background and who you are and what you do and all that stuff? Absolutely. So, okay. So I'm Sophie or Sophia Sargent, whoever, whatever you want to call me. Um, Mm -hmm. I go either, either way. I'm not a strict Sophia or Sophie. Um, But yeah, I'm 21 years old. I'm going to be a senior, um, which is kind of weird to say in college, um, at the University of New Hampshire um, in Durham, New Hampshire, which is like middle of nowhere, like cornfields, super small town, but it's a great school. Um, And yeah, I, I really like, I've come to terms with college because I feel like I've, I've gone through hating college and like loving college. Um, But I've decided that I'm grateful for my education but I kind of like feel trapped in college and I kind of like, but I love the freedom, if that makes sense, like with the time and the schedule, but like college is like kind of physically holding me in one place that like, I see myself moving and like growing out of that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I say that because my career goals are going to flourish elsewhere. They're not going to flourish in New Hampshire. Like maybe I thought they would when I first started college. Um, I'm actually a Homeland Security major, which is a little funky um, based on what I'm actually doing, but um, I'm currently modeling. I'm reporting for New England Sports Network, um, which is known as Nesson, where the Red Sox play. And, you know, I'm acting, I'm modeling, I'm trying to get into public speaking and like sharing my message about confidence because I have like my own little story on confidence. So there's a lot of things that like I kind of have in the works. I actually had a podcast for a period of time that I might reboot. I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm thinking about it, but I feel like my overall like message and story kind of has to do with confidence because growing up in New Hampshire, it's been, it's so easy to be small-minded and kind of think, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to go like work my nine to five someday. And I kind of knew from the start, like when I say the start, maybe even like my childhood that like, I knew I kind of wanted to do big things. I wanted to be in acting or whatever, and kind of be in front of a camera and be like a, I don't know, like a personality you could say. So I've I've just spent like most of my high school, like putting myself out there. I feel like this is kind of the summed up story a little bit, but like, yeah, I, I spent like most of my high school trying to maybe figure out my next move. I was really excited about college. And then I got to college and I feel like I really amped up with like modeling and acting. Like I made a lot of great connections, um, but it took a lot of work. And I think sometimes people don't really realize that because when you like post something on social media, they're like, oh, cool. Like you did it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I've, I've been like, you know, driving into Boston, which is kind of, it's not like super far, but it's kind of a commitment. Um, 
So I really committed to like putting myself out there and I'm all about like stepping out of your comfort zone and trying new things. And like, even if you think you may, you may like something, but you're unsure of trying it, like definitely go for it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's taken me a while to kind of build where I am, but I, I'm super grateful for it. And I can't really like, I'm really excited to see where the future is going to bring me because it's been like, I feel like to say that like I'm 21 and I'm doing what I'm doing is kind of like an imposter syndrome moment. Like I, some days I'm like, oh, this is really cool. I don't believe it. And like, because I'm still in college, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, to kind of do all these things at a young age is really, really cool. And I, I'm excited to kind of see where that brings me, but that's kind of my story and what I'm doing right now. Um, I can go more into depth on that too, but yeah. (laughs) Well, I love that. That's so exciting. And I love that. Like, even though you're in college, you're still going for it and like putting yourself in situations and like doing things that you eventually want to do after college. Cause like, I know when we initially start college, cause I just graduated in May from CU Boulder and Congrats. thank you. And it's definitely like when you're a freshman, it's so exciting. And you have this mentality of like, Oh, this are, these are going to be like the best years of my life. This is going to be so fun. But then like in reality, it's absolutely not maybe for some people it is, but like my college experience definitely was not like that. Like I pray that that was not the best years of my life. Cause I just want to leave those years behind me, but like I hear you <laughs> having the notion that like college is just a pit stop for you. And that after this college life, like things is going to, things are going to get so much better. And I'm actually going to be in situations now where I can focus on what I want to do and really push myself to new limits that like college couldn't give me, you know? Absolutely. And I think like I went into college too. I was actually, I was so excited to go to college. Like Mm -hmm. I, I started at UNH and was like, all right, I'm going to join a sorority. I'm going to be so involved. And it's like, and then COVID hit my second semester. And I feel like I, I learned really quickly, like that wasn't really where my heart is. And so I'm actually kind of happy to an extent that like COVID happened because I think it opened my eyes to like where my priorities were, like being home, Mm -hmm. where I was spending my time kind of like a lot of alone time to like reflect on what I was doing. And obviously everyone had different COVID experiences, but I would say like, it made me realize, okay, like I can still be a student and like do what I like want to do and experience the things I want to experience. And if anything, it's actually a perfect time to kind of intro yourself into those experiences because I found that like when you're a student and I'm sure that you've experienced this too, like a lot of professionals will say yes to you more. And a lot of like people that maybe you wouldn't be able to reach out to once you graduate, like they're going to be open-minded to like maybe you like being an intern. And when you're in college, you're more likely able to have time to like work for free and like do those internships that you can't really take. So I think it's really important to kind of say yes to those experiences. And there are times where I'm still like, oh, I don't really want to say yes to that, but like, I definitely should. And like, I have to kind of like hype myself up because, you know, it's so easy to preach these things, but like when you're doing it in the moment, sometimes you're like, uh, Like, I don't really feel like doing that, but you'd be surprised, like if you're afraid of something or if you're nervous for something, or if if you're like, I don't know, like, those are the things that you should be saying yes to probably more than the things that you're comfortable with, because you'll learn something new and, you know, who knows where it'll bring you kind of after college. So, yeah, exactly. Like college is definitely like those four years where it's good to say yes to opportunities that come your way. I mean, not in terms of like partying and drugs and all that stuff. Like don't really say yes to that kind of stuff unless you want to, but like say yes to any opportunity, like work-wise, school-wise, extracurricular wise, because those are all things that will just build you skills. And I think just having skills, especially nowadays with like finding jobs and like trying to get into really competitive career markets, like your skills are literally the only thing that's going to differentiate you because literally everyone or there's so many people that have like a perfect GPA have so many things to offer and all this stuff and like if you just have the necessary like social skills or writing skills or verbal skills like all that kind of stuff it gives you a little bit of an advantage um but like throughout your college experience and stuff how did you really manage feeling peer pressure maybe from other people about like falling into things that you didn't really want to go down you know down that road and how did you like keep yourself from getting distracted. Yeah. I love that you asked this. So I feel like, well, at first freshman year, I was really like gung ho about college. Um, I went into it like really excited. And then I kind of went home like 
I think it was freshman winter break. I went home and I was like, oh, like that was fun. But like, do I really want to go back in the spring? And then like COVID happened. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I think to kind of answer that question, like at the beginning, I was like kind of all for it. Like there was really no peer pressure because I was like, oh, it's all new and exciting. Like, yeah, whatever. I'll go to the party and like try mm-hmm. it. And, you know, cause that's what you do when you're a freshman. Um, and then after COVID hit, that's kind of when my eyes opened, but also like, there almost wasn't like a form of peer pressure after COVID for any of the partying because there was no partying and we would actually get in huge trouble if they found out we were partying. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I was almost to an extent like robbed of that opportunity um, to feel that peer pressure. But then like once my junior year came around, I decided to not live on campus because after COVID I was like, you know what, like, it's just a distraction. It's actually really hurting my mental health, especially being trapped, like in a room for a lot of college. Like I wasn't at home. I actually made the choice to go back sophomore year. Um, and that made me feel really trapped. So I chose to kind of like, you know, commute. And I feel like it takes, it kind of has to, you have to take like a certain level of like reassurance in yourself, if that makes sense. Because now that I'm, you know, my junior year and now that I'm going to my senior year, like there's still going to be people like, oh, Sophie, like, why don't you hang out with us anymore? Like, or Mm -hmm. you should come around more. And it's like, it's not that I don't want to hang out with those people necessarily. And I think they know that. I just think they know that I'm busy and that they know that I'm doing cool things. So they're like, oh, that's really exciting. But I do have, I have had moments where like my friends have gone out even like during COVID and like, they're like, oh, Sophie, you want to come out? And I was like, doing a paper or something. Cause I just like, didn't, I would kind of use homework as an excuse to not go out because mm-hmm. I, I just didn't really want to some days and probably mm-hmm. actually most days, I don't really like going out to college frat parties and stuff. And then, but not that that's a bad thing. Like whoever wants to do that, go for it. It's just like, not really my thing. And mm-hmm. so I would kind of use homework as like a, like a masking thing. But I think my point of saying all of this is like, to tie it together, if you will, it's like, you have to kind of have like a level of reassurance in yourself. Kind of like what I was saying before, where like, where are your priorities at? What do you want to do? And how do you want to like use your college experience? And for me, it was like, yeah, I'll go to a party every now and then I'm not totally antisocial, but like, I most of the time would want like a good night's sleep so that I could wake up and like go to the gym and like Mm -hmm. journal and get my homework done. And then maybe like go to a shoot in the afternoon or like, get up early because I had like an early call time in Boston or something like that. And my roommates knew that the people I was with knew that. So it wasn't like a huge issue, but it does take like a level of confidence and like almost like a level of want in yourself and like passion and drive because you will have FOMO probably. And unless you're doing things that you love, I found that like when I'm doing things that I love, I don't even think about what's happening at school because I'm so happy with what I'm doing that there isn't like a level of FOMO. So you almost just have to like take that initial like initiation in yourself and be like, it's okay. I'm going to do it for me. And eventually over time, kind of those feelings of FOMO will go away because you you've already maybe experienced it or like you're doing something better. So it doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like what you said about having like priorities and knowing what your priorities are like throughout college because I think like a better way to think about college is like yes you're going to school for another four years but it's also like a four years where you're preparing yourself for like the real world quote unquote you know where you're getting ready to like enter into the job market and be an independent adult and all that kind of stuff and when you use that four years to yes have fun and stuff but also learn who you are learn what you want out of life and like figure out what path you want to go down it's so much easier to say no to like the peer pressure and like the idea that you have to be doing what everybody else is doing because you're using your time wisely and you're using these four years to like really narrow down and figure out okay this is this is my values in life like these are the things that I want to do these are the things I want to accomplish and like now I'm just going to slowly use these four years to take whatever steps necessary that are going to get me there and like make it so much easier for me after I graduate because like if you look around and you see the people who just like spend the whole years partying and like not really taking their school seriously and just kind of like messing around you know 
yes, that's fun. And they're having a really good time. But then once we graduate, it like kind of hits them like a wall and they're like, oh my God, well, what do I do with my life? And like, usually that's when like the post-grad depression sits in or like the post-grad blues. Cause it's like, oh, this fun time in my life is finally over. And like, now I'm never going to have fun again. And I have no idea who I am. I have no idea what my values are. I have no idea what I want to do. So just like creating those priorities during this time and narrowing down on them is so important. And I totally agree with that. And Honestly, I think that a lot of people go into college, especially if you're going to like a big school, they have this like preconceived notion that like they have to kind of live this college life. And I, I went into college feeling like that, like, and even up until probably this semester, just past semester just ended, I felt the need to stay in my sorority because I had so much going on outside of school that I was like, well, my sorority is holding me to campus. It's like, that is what's making it still like a college experience in air quotes, because it's something that I'm tied to on campus. It keeps me involved like with whatever. And that was for some reason, just really hard for me to let go because I went into college. It's like so excited about living this college life that everybody sees in the movies or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's not easy to escape that. And I think that's why it's, again, just so easy to fall in kind of to like that trap that you're saying where you're just going to party all the time and like live it up. And that's great. This is the last time that we're probably able to do that. So like do it up. But yeah, it's where your priorities are. And it is a really hard cycle to break. And I've watched a lot of my close friends like who come to me for advice on like how to break that kind of continue to fall into the trap because they just can't quite be like no because it's so easy to just keep going and people talk it's so hard to escape that especially when we're you know this deep in junior senior year like now you have friends now you know people and so if you like suddenly stop doing something it's like people are going to talk whereas I feel like I kind of set that precedent early so everyone's expecting it but not Mm -hmm. everybody does that so to break that cycle is like is probably so difficult. And I experienced it with my sorority for sure. But I mean, now that I did it, I think it was a really good move because it was like just another thing that was kind of holding me back. So Mm -hmm. it's hard, but it's worth it. Yeah. And how do you think you actually got to a point where you were able to just let go of those things? Because like, obviously with the sorority, like I wasn't in one, but I know that there's probably so much pressure, like you said, to want to be involved in it, to like keep up with it. But if it's not serving you any good, then like, why do it? So like, how did you get to a point where you could actually let things like that go? Because I know so many people probably think that they have to do things or have to stay involved in things because they've been involved with them for several years or whatever, and they want to say goodbye to them but like, just don't know how it's like, how did you do that? Yeah. I think it was, well, I think it's you, the simple way to do it maybe is do like a pros and cons list. For mm-hmm. me, it was like, my gut was kind of telling me, yeah, it's not serving me. And I couldn't even go to like the big events. Like it got to the point where I like, couldn't go to formal. I couldn't go to like socials. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And so it, it got to a point where I was like changing my status because I was like, well, And status is like your membership level, if you will. So like you can be like an active member or you can be like inactive. And I was, I moved to inactive a lot, which is like lesser dues, Mm -hmm. I guess, basically. And you can just like do less because I literally, I like could not go to anything. So Mm -hmm. it was just, it reached a point where I was like, okay, I can't go to anything. I'm spending money. There were a lot of cons on the pro con list, if you will. But also my gut was like, what am I getting out of this? Like, if I have friends from this, like I have them now, they're not going to be made in the next year because it is kind of clicky. And it's like, at the end of the day, it just wasn't really making my goals and my kind of like my priorities move forward. And I'm at a point now where it's like, that was really fun to kind of play with freshman year. But now I have a a good amount going for me that I feel like I kind of just need to run with it. So to leave a, I guess to leave a club or something that you've been with for like maybe your four years or whatever, it might seem scary. Cause you might feel like you have to be a part of it, but it's like, I think people will also understand, like mm-hmm. if you have friends in that organization, like they're still going to be friends with you if you're not in the club, like they get it. So I just think it's like, we feel like people are going to talk. We feel like people are going to say things and like whatever. And they might for like five minutes, but in the long term, nobody cares. Like, mm-hmm. because you're doing what's best for you. And that decision matters because it's you making it. You're doing what's best for you. And making a decision can be really hard. Um, 
So I would say that it was probably that. And it took a lot because I, again, you know, I felt like I was kind of in that cycle too, even though I like to say that I wasn't maybe. Um, but yeah, it's like, that was the thing that made me struggle because I was commuting and that was what tied me to campus. And I was like, I felt like I needed this thing that tied me to campus. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you have friends, people are going to understand. I don't, it seems like a big deal in the moment, I guess is what I'm trying to say, but like at the end of the day, you're going to be fine, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And those people that do judge you, like those friends that you worry about upsetting and stuff. And if they actually get upset because you're like leaving something or saying goodbye to it, then they're not really your friends. Like they were only probably friends with you because you were involved with it. So like, you don't want to be around a person like that anyway, whose friendship is just like conditional and built on something that isn't going to last, you know? Totally. And so like with college and stuff, because it's those four years, it's very hard to feel like you have control over your life. I feel like because you're in school, you're being told what to do by like teachers and stuff. And you have like a good amount of responsibility, not as much as what you would have outside of college. But during that time, it can be really hard to feel like you have control. So like, how did you get to a place where you really felt like you had control over your life? Like what kind of things did you do? Wow. Okay. This is an awesome question. (laughs) I'm trying to think of the best way to answer this, but I think what gave me control was leaving campus and just doing school in the way that it felt right to me because I felt living, even when I go and visit for class, I feel like there's this like weight on my shoulders. Like, I feel like I'm so weighted down. That's the best probably way to describe it. And it sounds dramatic, but it's like, whoops, (laughs) but it's like, I've had this like negative kind of association now with college for a while that it's almost like a it feels so forced to be there um and I try to look at it in a positive light but it's almost just like I don't I don't know what it is I feel like it sounds dramatic but I don't know it's like it just kind of gives me that negative energy and I feel like people can relate to that with other things maybe um so leaving campus was a really good move for me because it allowed me to be in my own space and you probably don't even need to leave campus to do that. Like I could have probably had like an apartment. Um, and I would have probably had that same feeling. I just chose like money wise to be at home and I have the luxury of having a car to commute. So it, it's really not that big of a deal, but like just having my own space has given me freedom, my own schedule, like being online for classes has given me a lot of freedom. And I stay involved with other things in other ways that it's like, I don't feel like I'm having FOMO. I don't feel like I'm missing out on like at the college campus because I've had those experiences. So I feel like it's kind of all about balance and how you want to balance it. For me, that my definition of like freedom, if you will, or feeling free in college is like, you know, like, yes, I'll do my schoolwork. Yes, I'll hunker down on when it's time and I'll go to class and I'm like, ugh, but it's like a part of my schedule. So Mm -hmm. as long as I'm making time for me and doing things that make me happy, Some people could even just get off of campus, maybe like go to the beach or go for a walk or like those little things that you can implement into your life every day. Like when I was on campus, I would do stuff like that to kind of maybe get away from it, if you will, or because it consumes your life when you're living there. It literally, you eat, sleep, breathe college and it's a lot, it's tiring and you need things that are almost like an escape sometimes just to like keep you sane. I feel like anybody Mm -hmm. needs that with anything, so Yeah, it's so true. Because if you're like, especially if you're living on campus, eating on campus, like hanging out with people on campus, like it can just sort of be hard to even figure out your identity and like who you are other than just a college student. Because I know like after graduating this year, that's been something kind of hard that I've had to deal with because like your whole life, you're known as a student, like elementary school, high school, middle school, like or in college. And it just not having that identity to like put yourself into can be really challenging when it's like all of a sudden just gone. So doing stuff like that and finding stuff to give you a sense of freedom and like differentiate yourself from college is so important. So I like that. Yeah. That transition is really difficult. And I feel like it's, it's hard to, and this might go with the peer pressure of college as well, but it's hard to like, feel like you can branch out of a box when you feel like you're in one. Um, like I found that, you know, I do things outside of my major and I feel like a lot of people feel like they can't 
do that because they're like in their majors. So they're like in a box of like things that they can only do. Whereas like, yeah, I'm in Homeland Security. Like, yes, I took an internship with Homeland Security, obviously, but I've also branched out and I've taken internships with other things that I have interest in that may be potential jobs I would like in the future, like whatever, Mm -hmm. whether that's reporting or acting or like, it could literally be anything, any job that I've ever had. Um, but feeling like you're a college student, you're kind of like in a box, feeling like you're a major, you're kind of putting yourself in a box. And I think that's almost like a trap, a mental trap because you're limiting yourself in those ways. Um, and I, that's another thing I think people struggle with too, is because they're almost like subconsciously in these boxes because society as a whole always kind of puts us in a box, Mm -hmm. no matter what you're doing. And it's easy to kind of not explore more options because it's whatever. That's just how society is. So to kind of step out of that is really challenging and difficult, but you know, labels don't really make us people. And that's something I've learned, you know, throughout college. Like I don't need to be a college student to be me. Yeah. It adds to my personality and who who I am and what I'm doing, but that's like not me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you think about it, like saying that, oh, I'm a college student at this college, or like, I go to this school and stuff. It more so is just like for other people than yourself. Like you literally, some people will only want to go to a school or like major in something specific because they want to say that they go to this specific school or like they are majoring in this thing just for like kind of the ego boost, you know? And I think just like separating yourself from that. And like you said, getting yourself out of the box and like not being confined by whatever major you choose, like whatever club you're in, you're in whatever college you go to is so important just for maintaining like our sense of identity and who we are and it makes the whole transition of like leaving college and going into a job or a new phase in your life so much easier because we do that same thing with our jobs too whatever job you work at especially in the corporate world like if you're working a nine to five you place your whole identity in saying that you work at this corporation or like at this place and you do this job and stuff and it just is so important to not lose yourself in that Totally. And I think also like, I'm, I'm kind of saying it in a negative way, but I also think it could be positive if you're like struggling with identity, Mm -hmm. because maybe if you, let's say you are really lost and confused and you're like, oh, well, maybe I'll go to college because like, I have an interest in going to college and like, maybe I'm undeclared, whatever to put Mm -hmm. myself, whatever, put myself in a box kind of, but that could be a really good opportunity to guide you to where you want to be or need to be. Um, Or you could even use it as a form of manifesting being like, yeah, like I'm in, I'm in like Homeland Security or whatever, because I want to be like an FBI agent or something like kind of using that as a stepping stone could also work. So it might work for some people, but I think people who, I mean, we're humans, we're multidimensional. It's easier to fall into the trap of like making it confine you as opposed Mm -hmm. to making you better, but it might help either way. Like I like to see all sides of everything. So you never know. Like maybe if somebody's feeling lost, they may work a specific job to use it as a stepping stone as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause I think like when you do place your identity into something, it means that you're like finding yourself in a community. And I think like in order for us all to feel safe in this world and to feel content and like happy with our lives, we have to be involved in some sort of community, like where we're with people who are similar to us and like have similar interests and share similar viewpoints on life and stuff like that. And it's so important to find people like that. That's why you see like the engineers always hanging out with the engineers because that's their little community. And same thing with like the journalism majors or like the sports teams and stuff like that. And it's just finding those communities and building them and using them to your advantage to like help you figure out who you are and like what you want is so important too. Totally. And I think it helps with like, you know, like you're maybe just having people that you can rely on and people you can fall back on. I think it really only becomes a problem when you feel confined. There's a lot of really positive things about being in a box, but when you feel like you're confined or like it's not serving you anymore, that's like when it really becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. So what, what an interesting topic though. Look at us. I I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, But going back to like what you said at the beginning about your confidence and your confidence journey and stuff. Can you kind of like walk us through a little bit on how you've struggled with your confidence and what you've done to help improve it? Oh my gosh, of course. So I feel like it kind of started when I was younger. Um, 
And I say that because I think it's been a long-term, a long-term journey, um, Mm -hmm. kind of starting when I was like, maybe even like eight years old, because when I was younger, I played a lot of sports and like, I did martial arts, super nerdy, but I got my black belt in karate. And so my body was like a tool and my body was something that was like allowing me to reach certain goals, if that makes sense. And also like my mind, cause I was like maybe getting good grades in school or like working to get good grades in school. Um, and I never really thought about looks until like other people kind of brought that into the picture. Um, when I was younger, I was like super awkward. I grew really fast. I was like, kind of like a baby giraffe. I had like, no, like, what's the word? Like not balance or maybe it was coordination, but anyway, I was like, so clumsy. That's the word I was Mm -hmm. so clumsy. Um, and just like, I had glasses, like messed up teeth. Like it was just funny. So looking back on pictures of me, it's like hilarious, but I never thought of those things until like, you know, people kind of started commenting on it, I guess. And I never really thought that it was like a tool to kind of get me like somewhere, but like pretty privilege exists and stuff like that. And, um, so I remember when I was younger, like I told my mom, I was like, I really want to get into modeling. I really want to get into acting. And she was kind of like, I think she really said no to me one, because we live in New Hampshire and two, because I was such an awkward kid that she was like, I don't really know if she's going to succeed because at the time the industry was really only accepting of like one particular look. Um, and so, you know, me with my glasses and like my spaces and my teeth, like that wasn't really a thing that people saw. So my mom wasn't like, you're ugly you can't do it. But she was like, Mm -hmm. just like, wait because it's a big commitment. It's a huge thing to learn. The industry is crazy. Um, and so that was probably when I was like, you know, eight, nine, 10. So I kind of like sat on it for a while because again, there's not a lot of opportunities, but I remember I would go to school and some people would talk about like modeling and like how they were having photo shoots. And I would be like, so jealous. I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Like, but I would always think like, there's going to be a point in time. Like I want it so bad that I'm going to be able to do that. And so once again, I kind of thought about like my determination and like, like I was confident in that. Like I was confident in my ability to perform like physically, if that makes sense. And like Mm -hmm. my mental determination and mental stability and stuff like that. I was really confident in those areas. So when, when I later found out, like maybe the industry was accepting of only one person or one type of person, that was really weird for me to kind of come to terms with. So when I kind of got into high school, I kind of sat on that thought for a while of wanting to model and act and stuff. And I actually saw this girl, Camille Kostek, who is dating Rob Gronkowski, super cool girl. And I started following her and like watching her and she is more like me. We're like both five, eight, five, nine. Like we have a little bit of curve. Like I'm more athletic. She's more like curvy, but I'm a little more like athletic build, but she long story short was like making it in the industry. And I was like, wait, like if she's doing it, okay. What? Like, So I was like, I should be able to do that if she can do it. And like, even watching kids on Disney channel, like when I was younger, I was like, if they can do it, like what I should be able to do that too. Like what Mm -hmm. makes them different from me, you know, other than obviously maybe talent, but like, Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of went into my high school years, like learning the industry. Um, and I always explain the story with my confidence because kind of, as I learned more about the industry, um, I think it gave me more confidence and kind of like what my next move would be. Um, And I spent a lot of time applying to agencies because, you know, agencies weren't really looking for people like me, even still when I was in high school. And that was only a couple of years ago. Um, So it took me a long time to like apply and almost like prove myself in a way. And finally, I got a meeting with an agency and it's like, they were kind of, again, like not really seeming like they had my back. Um, they wanted to kind of put me in a box, say like, I can only do like commercial or like sports stuff, even though I went in there being like, I want to do fashion and like do it all. Like I want to do everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they were like, well, um, you can't really do runway because of your height. And then like, I booked a runway job like a year later with them. So it was just like, I feel like it's almost that idea of like testing myself and proving myself wrong. Um, because I know my capabilities and I know what I'm able to do and I know my determination. And I think that that was kind of where it stemmed from. But I think actually truly that martial arts taught me so much discipline and I'm just using it in like a different way, like not really like a physical, like 
I don't know, I can do hundred pushups way. Like maybe I used to be able to do that, but like not anymore. Oh my God. But like just having that, like from a child's perspective of being able to like commit to something and like seeing an outcome, like seeing myself get my black belt and being like, oh, I just accomplished something really cool and really hard. So it Mm -hmm. almost made me think that like I could do anything. And when you're a child, nobody really tells you that you're crazy, like with your thoughts. So, I mean, until you're older and it's like not an adult thing or whatever. And so it made me really determined in that sense, because I, I think that it kind of set up my mindset for a long-term like success, if you will, with having the motivation and determination. So I would say that my confidence really didn't apply with my looks until I got into high school, because that's kind of when I grew into my body and started to like learn my, what my body was. And like, even now, I mean, we're still grow We're still young. We're still growing and changing and like growing into women. And like, so just coming to terms with that, I think that took a really long time, like through high school, because I wasn't stick thin, it did make me question a lot. And it did take a lot of, I guess, courage to apply to agencies, but I just kind of had to keep advocating for myself. I think I kind of just knew my potential. And now that I've kind of, I'm looking back on that time in my life, like, I think that my determination kind of worked, even though I didn't really have that initial look because yeah, I'm not modeling as much anymore, but it's brought me exactly to like where I kind of want to be and like the projection of my future that I really want to see. And it's opened so many other doors too. Like I, now I'm doing acting more and I'm doing like public, I'm trying to start public speaking so I can kind of talk more about confidence and goal setting and like the power of your mindset and just like so many other things that I never really thought that I would want to do or be doing, but they all kind of have stemmed from that initial risk. Um, so it definitely, again, it was really hard. And of course, some days I still wake up and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm insecure about this today or whatever. But I mean, I think for what does it for me is kind of seeing how far I've come and seeing like the potential of what can come next. I think that's what keeps me confident in myself and motivated it's not my looks really like now I feel like I've grown into that, but it didn't stem from that. And I think that a lot of people think when they think of confidence, oh, you're confident in like how you look. It's mm-hmm. not like you're necessarily your abilities, especially when you're in, in, in an industry like I am. So I thought that that was like a really, I always think that that's an interesting perspective because I don't really think people think about it like that. People can, some people can walk into the industry and do really, really well. And then some people work five years and still don't make like any money or make, get, make a big break. But I mean, it did take a while for me to, to kind of have like my first commercial and stuff like that. But I think it was just ultimately like believing in my ability is what got me to this point. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I like that you're basing confidence, not on looks because so often like society, social media, like everything we do is solely based around looks. And when it comes down to it, yes, looks are like somewhat important, but at the end of the day, if you walk into the room and you know who you are, have confidence in your abilities and like know that even if it doesn't go the way you want, or like you get told no or something, it's not going to stop you from like still trying and still going for it. That's going to put you so many steps ahead of the person who just is solely basing their confidence on how they look and like not actually applying themselves. They don't know who they are, like all that kind of stuff. And so just remembering that it's not always about looks. And it, I, this just reminded me of like, I've been seeing it on TikTok, how Emily Radajkowski's husband cheated on her and like, she's beautiful. She's so hot, like all this stuff. She's amazing looks wise. And like, it just still goes to show that no matter what, even if you base everything on looks, like at the end of the day, it still doesn't matter because if someone like that can get cheated on, it just goes to show that looks at the end of the day just don't matter. Yeah. And I love that you said that because I feel like my biggest, I don't know, like the way I do well, if you will, is on a piece of paper, I probably look like every other person, maybe a little interesting because I'm kind of everywhere in a Mm -hmm. picture. I kind of look like the next whatever model or all American girl. But when I walk into a room like when you said walking into a room that gave me chills, because when I walk into a room, that is how I prove myself. That Mm -hmm. is what, you know, makes me, me because I'm, it's energy that makes 
you a good person and makes you better than the next person or for the job or whatever. Like, so I think that that is probably the most important thing. And even in the industry now, like you have to be able to walk into a room and bring the energy because now there's so many doors that are open for any sort of person to be in the industry. So yeah, now it's like, you have to be like different and fun and like quirky, but how are you going to bring that to the table? And for me, it's through my energy and through like walking into a room and presenting myself in a certain way. And yeah, looks don't do it anymore. Like Mm -hmm. they may for some jobs, but it's not, it's not for everything. You kind of have to learn your strength and then really like, or strengths, it could be plural and bring that to the table because that's, what's going to make you succeed. And chances are, it's not going to be your looks always. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so true that looks don't do it anymore because like when I look at, or just like when anyone looks at influencers who solely base their platform off of how they look and just like posting bikini pictures and like super good selfies and stuff like that. It's like, yes, they're cute or hot or whatever. And like they have their 15 minutes of fame for a little bit, but eventually somebody comes and takes that spot, you know, like everybody only has a certain amount of attention span for like someone just solely for their looks. And like, eventually they'll get bored of it and then they'll move on to the other person. But if you have more to offer and like more to bring to the table, then you can stick around and like be involved in the industry longer, I think. And I think that will also make your career more like well-rounded. It'll make your career Mm multi-dimensional because you're not in one box for one thing. Like And that's why I really also appreciate Camille Kostek and watch her career really closely because Mm -hmm. she kind of started, I mean, she started as a Patriots cheerleader, but that's like a job that's based on your looks, but also talent. So it's kind of both, Mm -hmm. but I mean, the way that she was able to work up from kind of that to now hosting a TV show and being in movies and like being in Sports Illustrated, like she's kind of, she's also a business owner. Like she has her own bikini line and works with a jewelry brand. So like she literally has like all of these things that kind of just like tie to her. And I think that that's really cool because why limit yourself to one thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I'm like that. That's why I feel like I kind of hop around. I mean, I guess my common theme is like media. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just, I don't see a point in kind of putting yourself in one, in one box like that when you can do so many other things. And I think I already said this before, but humans aren't meant to do one thing forever. Like we're multi-dimensional creatures. Like we're supposed Mm -hmm. to do a bunch of things, like not just one. So I think it's really cool when people are able to kind of address those things and like realize it about themselves and be able to explore that because that's what makes us great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And do you have any like books, podcasts, or other resources you'd recommend that you just like really, really like or about this stuff? Oh my gosh. Wait. Okay. So I feel like my podcasts are for fun. I would say, I feel like this is so unpopular. I feel like I literally just use Instagram and I use other people because Mm -hmm. that's where like my, I get my good content because I follow people that I really like appreciate and post Mm -hmm. good things. I kind of wish I read, like, I want to get more into reading because I used to read a lot. And I know there are a lot of really good books Mm -hmm. out there that are good on this stuff and same kind of with podcasts, but yeah, I feel like I get, I get it where it's like short and sweet, like on either like LinkedIn or Instagram or like whatever. Um, but I mean, I guess some good influencers that are people, not even influencers, just like I say that because maybe they have followers, but like mm-hmm. good people that I follow with like good messages, I feel like are, I mean, definitely Camille. There's this, a friend of mine, Gigi Robinson, who is really, really great. She posts a lot of great stuff um, about motivation and stuff. I try to be a light on social media as well. Um, but I mean, I don't have the platform that like some of some other people have. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like any sort of I feel like it's kind of like finding where your interests are and where you want to be and then finding good mm-hmm. people within that community. Like I follow a lot of sports illustrated models as well, because they're also very multidimensional. Um, they like model, but they also have like their own thing going on. But I feel like Olivia Ponton is actually great. I feel like people have mixed opinions on her, but I actually love mm-hmm. her. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like she's a fun person to follow too, but anyone kind of like in your, in your thing that is just kind of 
giving a realness though, like not just like toxic positivity or straight positivity, mm-hmm. kind of having that balance, I think is really important seeing the ups yeah. and downs. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's so easy to like, when you're looking at somebody's Instagram account or TikTok and stuff, like when they're being phony and when they're only doing it just for like the views or the likes and stuff like that, or just like get more followers and stuff. So finding people, like you said, who are transparent and real is so important because then you don't, you're not believing in like this show that they're trying to put on, you know, they're actually being themselves, which is so important. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to find and it takes a little Mm -hmm. bit of research sometimes, but it's definitely worth it because the content that you consume, I mean, that makes up your thoughts, whether you know it or not, that makes up your, your Mm -hmm. actions. And so if you're following people that are doing good, you're going to be more motivated to do good as well. Yeah. And where can people find you? Like your Instagram, TikTok, anything like that, all your socials. (laughs) Totally. So I think my main hub right now is Instagram, unpopular opinion, because everyone (laughs) loves TikTok. Yeah. Um, But my my like most active spots, definitely Instagram. It's just Sophie Sargent with a PH. You can find me on TikTok too. I'm Sophie Sargent 19. Um, what else do I have? I feel like everything's kind of in one hub. I have a link tree yeah. <laughs> with everything, but um, I mean, those are my two main things right now, but yeah, I don't think I have Twitter. No. So yeah, that's kind of my, my spot. LinkedIn. If you want to see me on LinkedIn, I'm just Sophia Sargent. Um, but that's kind of my, those are my main things. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was such a good conversation. I really enjoyed yes, talking with yours. you. Same. This was so fun. We should do this again. If yes. I reboot my podcast, I'm asking you to come on for sure. That's why I love doing oh, these yeah. two. You should, you should. <laughs> of course. I've actually never been on somebody else's podcast before. So I would love to love to do that. It's so fun to be on the other side. Side, sure. yeah. yeah. Because inter- interviewing is like, like I have my notes pulled up and like trying to listen to what you're saying, but then also like keep track of everything and then like think of what, what to come up with next and stuff. Like it's a little intimidating and it it's takes tiring of, too. Yeah. Like focused on two things. So mm-hmm. give it a shot. I'm sure someone would have you like, yeah. so fun. like <laughs> Thank you'll you. find a way, but yeah, definitely. So if I reboot mine, then I will, I'll definitely have you on. <laughs> Thank you.